production? Have we figured it out? No. Welcome into a very special 100th episode of 30 Racket Sports, Ohio's sports and beer podcast. We're back after a uh, interesting couple of weeks where sickness made its way through the, uh, you're, through the 30 yeah, Racket you're, you're, you're a dirty person. Tumultuous. Tumultuous. I am dirty, churlish, churlish, dirty. I mean, I, I don't think it's us. In, uh, you talking about us? In the 19th us. century, they would have just killed you and thrown you in a ditch somewhere. I wasn't sick last week. Your, well, uh, I technically was your, sick last week, but how not often for the you show. get ill? I mean, and after that, show. after the game, that's what Zach was hoping for. I mean, yeah. it's uh, you're talking about us. How interesting it's been for us because we've had so much sickness and problems here. I mean, while we've been gone. It's Ohio been State has gone shit crazy. No, I know. What the fuck? Like, what, what the, what this is, is why I, nobody listens because we we only do our episodes when nothing is going on and we have to just like make things up. Everything happens and we're all in the and hospital. It's been like two weeks and you got, the you world's got, turned upside down. You went from Addy to Columbus to Cleveland. We were sick because we weren't drinking. We're, yeah, exactly. you went from your highest highs to your lowest lows back back to oh. the high. I mean, this is the first time so. I drank in like a few weeks. I, wow, actually, I oh, took a couple wow. weeks off. Yeah, yeah. Welcome, welcome back into the fold. Well, that voice that you hear having on, a drink again is uh, a guy who's celebrating his 82nd episode because you know he only uh, he's did only you, really did you go time. through and count? Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Uh, I'm glad you did that. Did you actually? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. that number is no, somewhat... The, answer, the answer's no. <laughs> of course I didn't count. I just uh, made up a number. The number was somewhat believable. I mean, so. that's that's actually fairly believable. Like yeah. I, would buy, I would buy that i probably only been here at A2. Yeah, that's probably fair. So, yeah. You know, I have responsibilities. We, he, you made up for it in the four-hour episode that we did together. I don't, live in, I, was, I don't live in sin like you do and stuff. I have a family. I'm basically a Mormon. Um, I have responsibilities. I was about to say that. In the middle, my name's Greg. This is my 99th episode, although that, that Vegas episode, what, that episode when I was in Vegas shouldn't count the four-hour bonanza between uh, you two. That's probably our top-rated episode of all time. I think that's got five stars, 800 reviews. Something like that. I'm sure yeah, it was. Like Someone that. said I had good hair in that episode. Hey, there you go. You do. You have oh, great hair. Uh, thanks. I uh, hat today, hair. but... I think it was me, but you know. Yeah. Hey. And then... Uh, to my left on the ones and twos, the only guy to be here for all 100 episodes. He's the only one who can because he's the only uh, one who has... You can't do this without me, man. Yeah, exactly. Even if he's only probably about 10 for 100 on bringing his A game, it's Josh. Josh, how you doing? That's right. Uh, I'm doing well, and I'm so excited that we have finally made it to our 100th episode, something that uh, I never thought possible and definitely didn't think possible when we were uh, drunk at that Oktoberfest coming up with this oh, whole yeah. idea. I forgot about that. that dude, that was like... Four, was four some years yeah. ago. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say I was a young years. man, very little gray hair. I was. Uh, yeah, you you put on around, some grays. Since then. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, heck, we even started our episode one was pre-pandemic. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, we were, we were young and shit, man. We had were the whole world around. ahead of us. Yeah. <laughs> Oyster. And four years later, not much going on. <laughs> a lot of different versions of the show along the way. I guess some might argue that this isn't our 100th episode because we did that s- that one like portion where of time where we would do two episodes a week, but really it was one God. This is our 100th night recording, that. yeah. Or we did like 3-hour episodes. Oh yeah. Yeah, we did the 3-hour episodes, we did the two a week. I mean, when we first um, started, we would just show up to Greg's house and just go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Some of them were pretty good shows. We got into quite a bit. 
Yeah, we have covered a lot. We've covered uh, everything from, you know, I think we've covered every single semi-pro college yeah. to every level of, like, we've touched every real Ohio What was team, happening in 2018? Plus pinball, plus cricket. Well, we I think our first show today. was technically in 2019. Was it 2019? Yeah. I think what the idea was in 18. I don't think we started until 2019. What was happening in 2019? I don't know. We'll have to listen the to that show. The world seems wildly different. It does. I mean, what was that still the that was still the Freddy Kitchens era? Oh, Freddy oh, Kitchens, yeah. yeah. Freddy Kitchens. Uh, Freddy what Kitchens that was uh, the pre Joe. Bur- oh, I guess Joe Burrow was like struggling. That was the at, year. No, yeah. that, no, that was his was... LSU year. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, well, I guess the fall of 2019 is when he blew. Yeah. Up. But yes, yeah, right after we start, I think we started in the winter, so that would have been yeah. So yeah, we had all that. Um, Took a couple Guardians runs in there. A couple college yeah. football playoff appearances. Uh, don't think we ever uh, got a college no good basketball. Cavs. We missed fighter. the Cavs. We, had, we missed the Cavs. We right had. Now. We were. I was just talking to someone about this the other day, and I was like, "Oh man, that feels like ages ago." The Bengals but went to the Super Bowl. No, the Shocking. Dayton Flyers. I oh, mean, we probably yeah. would have covered a college basketball title had not had it not been for. That's true. I mean, yeah, that was Obi Toppin and the Flyers, OB all that. Uh. The, yeah, that's covered true. that weird 2020 baseball season that was like two months long. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. If we, I mean, most of that was if they're. Well, I think we came back about when they started the season. Yeah, we yeah, took we took about a month yeah. hiatus. And well, we took yeah. a couple months hiatus because there was nothing going on. Yeah, yeah, a couple months. Because it was like, what were we going to cover? Like ping pong. Yeah, I think we tried to do one show where we covered like. Ping pong. And no, we, we were talking the marbles, about pinball. The yeah. marbles. Yeah, marbles. Marbles. Dominoes. Marble racing. Love that. Ah, oh, good uh, times. Sad. Good times on the 30 rack. But uh, we're back here. We've got a uh, little bit of a, a special beer uh, episode. I think we've only done multiple beers in, what, probably two or three different episodes. I know our Christmas episode, um, I was thought about because my – Dad did get again this year the the Brew Dog Advent Calendar. Oh, yeah. We had our little, uh, I guess last year for Christmas we had our menagerie where you would spin the wheel and. Oh yeah, we get did have a we oh, did yeah, have yeah. a wheel. Yeah. Oh, I we really thought up, about that. up to the production value for one episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't the, even remember it. The but... one year we did the. Uh, like the road trip episode where we like went, or maybe that was a couple episodes that, that, where we went around Ohio uh, doing yeah, holiday beers. That was that was yeah. two Christmas. I think that was Christmas of 2020. So yeah, I mean hundredth episode. We got to go big today. Yeah. Three beers on the table. So we we each picked out uh, one of our favorite Ohio beers. Uh, I picked out a new one. I didn't. One. I forgot what we agreed on. So uh, we we all picked out a beer that we like from the state of Ohio, which isn't hard to find because there are so many great beers in the yeah. state, but. You know what? We tried. I think we've gotten all of these breweries, but I don't think any of these beers we've had before. Uh, yes, we have. Did we have the... We've had both of these beers. Uh, I was just looking it up, and we have had... I didn't even think to look about mine, because I was just going for an I Ohio beer I've always enjoyed. Coast, and we've I know done we've, Coast to Coast. I bought this many a times. I'm pretty sure I brought this the one time. I'm pretty sure we've done Bushel. I don't think we've done Bushel. No. Or maybe I've just had it at the house. No, we've never done time. we've um, never done Urban Artifact actually. Really? Yeah, never, never done, done Urban, Urban Artifact. What? Yeah. Right. Well, oh, never mind. I so just we had have, it at my house so many so times. So we have a new brewery. Great. New brewery. And, and a, a new, new beer. one. We haven't done uh, new beer from a familiar brewery yep. and uh, and the usual legend. the fifty <laughs> Yeah, whatever you want to call it. So uh, I guess let's start out with the first beer. First beer, Zach. 
bringing a beer from uh, the middle of the state. Some might say the heart of the state. The heart of the state. Uh, Zach, what did you bring for the podcast? I brought, what did you show uh, and tell? Hard State Brewing's Cheer Holiday Ale. Um, again, I, I I forgot what we had discussed before. It was like a month ago, so that's fair. And you uh, you, I you we endured were a lot of trauma. On Christmas beers. Um, the only reason I thought that I'll admit nothing against Hard State, but I was I was gonna bring Great Lakes. Uh, Christmas ale, which I think oh, is the best the, beer, the, the, the le- Christmas the beer, the legend, yeah. Um, the 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 haberdashery I went to did not have that available, so um, I got this one. Haven't had it. It's it's like a take on, you know, kind of that Christmas ale. It's you know a holiday ale. Um, yeah. it it tastes very similar. It's very good. The one thing very I will crisp. say, in the glass, it it does have a lighter. It almost kind of looks like a. Sp- like a hot apple cider, like a spiced yeah. tea color. It's mm-hmm. more of the Great Lakes kind of has that slightly more brown mm-hmm. color to it, but uh, this... it still has that nice kind of spicy front end to it. I think what it says, clove, nutmeg, honey, and ginger. So yeah. you do, I feel like it's maybe a little bit sweeter at the front, but it, once again, it's a different take on it and it's very My good. biggest feeling is it's not, if we're comparing to the holiday or the Christmas ale, it's, it's, yeah. It's got a good spice to it. It's not quite as spicy, and it doesn't have that cherry flavor that carries you through. Yeah, it's not as heavy with the after the initial yeah. spice. But it's very good, as Heart State always does. It's, everything they do is very crisp, and uh pretty big fan of it, to be honest with you. Because I've, I've tried a bunch of different, um, not necessarily even Ohio-based uh, Christmas sales uh, you know, over uh, Thanksgiving and stuff. Uh not a big fan of a lot of them, to be honest with you. So this is kind of one of the few that I, I, I really like. They varied so much. Like, I feel like uh, there's there's a Mad Tree one I can't think of the name of, but I just really, really don't like it. And I think it's just because mm-hmm. Winter Warmers, you mentioned this one doesn't have more of that cherry or cranberry. That cranberry. So, so much thinking, of the orange yeah. up front. Uh and you know some some holiday ales or winter warmers will use kind of like more of a, a nutmeg, more of kind of like a herbs and spices kind of thing, yeah. and then some will be more like fruit forward, and then some will be somewhere in the middle. There's just such a variety of different spices you can do with this. I like this because I think it's it's what is it called a holiday ale? But yeah. I think online everyone's classifying as a winter warmer. I'd say it's like a really mild winter warmer. Yeah, I was gonna mm. say this one is is. One of the more mild holiday ales, because I think, you know, as you mentioned, you get some of those winter warmers, but you get a lot of like almost kind of stout beers that are really heavy. And then you get some of, I would say, almost kind of more like uh, like a English brown kind of that yeah. multi beer. This one is even a little bit lighter, but I will say I think it kind of fits Heart State's profile. They go, you know, I know we had their ache, which is like a. To sour, but it's kind of that orange creamsicle sour. They kind of slightly veer off, but I think they do a really good job. And I think, as you mentioned, especially if you have a kind of holiday ale that you like, there are a lot of good ones, and there are a lot of yeah, there are a lot ones. of really heavy ones. It's yeah. definitely something that it's definitely one of those beers that is easy to screw up because it's a little bit more particular than just yeah. your hey yeah. your IPA or your you know. But I think you bring wheat or something like that. With uh, Heart State is everything they do for people who maybe are just getting a craft beer or not necessarily craft beer. People, I think they're a perfect brewery for because they 
they don't push the envelope, right? You get a lot that get like really intensive taste and stuff. Everything they they brew is very drinkable, very easy, kind of yeah. light flavor. Like it's light. You get all the the flavors you want, but it's quick and it's well, it's, light. It's so interesting you bring that up. Like when we think about, you know, this being the hundredth episode and all the different breweries we've done. There's so many different types of breweries just based off of that characteristic yeah. alone on who pushes the envelope, who's more experimental, who sticks to traditional stuff, or who does kind of middle road things like this that are just very approachable, done really well. Mm-hmm. Heart State's definitely one of those. And uh, yeah, I, I think a lot of those IPAs, like you said, Zach, or stouts like Greg brought up, they're so, I mean, they're supposed to be heavier. Yeah, they're supposed to be heavier. Like a traditional winter warmer is supposed to be like eight point five or up and right. everything. But this one is more uh, one you could have a few of. At oh a yeah, you gathering. could definitely. Yeah, much more drinkable. Yeah, and I mean, you look at a lot of these, um, a lot of these beer. You know, all these. Hey, try these crisp Christmas ales and stuff like that. You get a lot of them that are your very heavy ones, ones that are you know, maybe more chocolatey or a little bit different on the spices. And I think this one has the general spice palette that you want, but also mm-hmm. has its own little twist on it. So once again, very good beer. Can We're I can I can I wrap us up with a with a beer advocate reading? Oh love that. Yeah. Uh, yes. two two and a two two point eight out of five. Oh. Uh yeah, I know. Uh reviewed by username Oktoberfest from Ohio. Cold-blooded. Got this one and five other random quasi-holiday type beers at Wineworks in Springfield. Oh, Wineworks. Yeah. Uh, first beer I've had from this brewer, which is too bad. The can reads bold, crisp, spiced, full. The only one I can agree with is spiced. Uh, I don't see how this is classified as a winter warmer, even at 7.2%. Maybe a very mild winter warmer. And I quote, until Uncle Bill shows up in cargo shorts Christmas Eve and makes bad jokes about global warming. Relatable. Uh, <laughs> I wish I had Uncle Bill. Utterly, he finishes up with uh, utterly forgettable. Let's hope Uncle Bill brought something better. I thought, I thought it was better than that. I'll agree. A mild winter warmer. but Yeah, yeah I, it's, I, it's I, mild, but I mean, it's, it's very drinkable. I think yeah. you're missing the point. I'd, of, give, it, uh, I'd give it a four, four I mean, up out of five. Again, I love, you know, we talk about some of the different breweries we've done. I'm, I think we're all big Ryan Geist people here, right? But like, if this was a Ryan Geist beer, I think for a lot of people that would be very off limits because Ryan yeah. Geist is very heavy flavor. Yeah. It's very strong. Yeah, I um, think that it would theirs would be a very much more dark malt, maybe even like a like a barrel aged IPA or something. Yeah, with some. But I know. just mean like this is very mass marketable. I don't mean that yeah. in a bad way at all. It's still higher class than. A lot of the other beers. No, you're laying beer advocate people. Yeah, exactly. College football. Oh, we're going to go right in. Well, do you want to? Here's the thing. Do you want to start with? We, we can go anywhere. Or what we do? Well, I was going to say, where do you guys want? Do you, want, you guys want to start bowl season in Ohio? Do you want to start college football uh, playoff? Let, let's go Satterfield. Let, let's go. Uh, oh, let's go. Uh, all right. Go that route first. So, uh, um, Josh, where were you sitting, by the way? My dad and I had tickets, and I saw yours, th- and I think you were like only a few rows behind me. At the Tulane game? Yeah. Uh, I'm 215. 
uh, about the forty yard line, Shit. going towards the uh, <laughs> yeah, rec you were center. Only a few, you oh were man, only I had no idea you were there. I mean, yeah. like a section, but like was we were like five rows, but like two like probably two fourteen, two thirteen. Yeah, man, yeah, I know a lot of people are coming over into that. I've met yeah. a few people. Well, over we in got that it from my. That was a last minute thing. My mom's cousin has season tickets, and they live in Indiana. Anyway, they offered them to us. Um, the old confines you there, yeah. of. Uh, Nippert Stadium, but where was I when I found out that Fickle? Yeah, was... that's what I was gonna say. We're not gonna talk about that game, well, obviously. But let's let's just recap from the last, uh, you know, last show. UC has a chance to go to the AAC championship. Uh, loses twenty seven twenty four to Tulane in uh, you know pretty closely contested game that Tulane gets the last score. Uh, that Saturday night, there's a weird chance that UC could get in anyways. UCF is losing to uh, the, at the time, I believe, the 1-10 South Florida Bulls. Uh, UCF ends up scoring late um, and winning that game. So UC now out of the AAC championship right after that. Uh, you find out, what, I think it's even that next day, that Sunday, you find out that uh, oh, yeah. Luke Fickle... Yeah. That was leaving, crazy. That was out of the blue. Yeah, leaving for Wisconsin. Uh, it comes out that he had been interviewing. I, I guess he did his interview the day after the ECU game, which was two weeks before, so early November. He did his uh, – Wisconsin had fired their coach, Paul Chris, uh, what, six, early – Five, six games I was going to say year? early oh, October early. probably. Yeah, yeah. So uh, <clears throat> Fickle looks like kind of – you know, one foot out the door, ends up leaving for Wisconsin, and then UC starts to go into full new coach, you know, new coach mode. People are wondering, are they going to pick one of the hot, or one of the, you know, big names? Are they going to go after, uh, you know, Coach Prime, Deion Sanders? God. Are they going to yeah. go after, you know, some of these, I guess, kind of up-and-coming coaches from the lower ranks? We you know, a lot Mac of that nobody a wanted. lot of different Mac coaches that people were interested about is someone coming from somewhere else, and there was always kind of a well, maybe there's a maybe there's a mystery candidate. There was, and <laughs> then it ends up, and I don't remember if it was right before. I guess it was right after. I think it was like the day after. You find out there's a leak right before, right? I guess during bowl season, as you know, all the bowls are announced that UC is playing in the Fenway Bowl against Louisville, yep. bringing back a historic rivalry, Keg and Nails Keg rivalry. And the next day they find out uh, Scott Satterfield, the coach at Louisville for the last four years, is leaving to come to Cincinnati to be their coach. Um, Satterfield, just to kind of give people a background, uh, he is uh, just about 50. He played at App State in the late 90s. He was basically an assistant there for a long time and then became the head coach the last year they were in FCS. So he led them through the transition from FCS into FBS, which mm -hmm. is one of the things that I guess was liked as the transition which we'll get goes to, to I think Big 12. Wildly yeah. overrated. Um, he did not do great his last year in FCS, but he had a winning record all five years in FBS and four out of four years they were eligible. He made it to a bowl, uh, winning the Sun Belt three or four years. Uh, and then he had uh, 
So he was 51 and 24, 47 and 16 in FBS. Then went to Louisville, was 25 and 24. Uh, his two best years, he was 8 and 5 his first year, 7 and 5 his uh, this most recent year, yeah. but 4 and 7 and 6 and 7 in between. Uh, kind of an interesting hire, as, as we mentioned, had some success at App State, less so at Louisville. Uh, seemed like the Louisville people were ready to get rid of him. They did get Jeff Brom, who was you know the big fish that they wanted last time. Uh, interestingly enough, uh, from all the reporting, it sounds like Satterfield was a finalist the last time UC was looking for a coach yep. and ended up getting passed over for uh, Luke Fickle. Um, you know, interesting to see a guy jump from a high major to a high major job. The last time that I would really say it happened for UC did not work out well. It was uh, Tuberville coming over from uh, Texas Tech. Yeah. Uh, Zach, what are your initial thoughts on on the coaching hire? I mean, uh, are you happy? Was was there someone, anyone else on your radar that you were thinking of? I feel dumb saying this. I mean, I thought Prime was perfect. I know people think that's dumb. I did too. But here's why. Here's why. And I think what Prime – here's the thing. I think that was never on the table. I don't think, obviously, he was ever interviewed or that was even a conversation. No. From my understanding. I think Prime was very interested in coming to Cincinnati. That, that fits him better. I think the Boulder – I'm curious to see how the Colorado thing works out. I honestly thought that was a bad decision for him, to be honest. I don't see how that works out, no matter how yeah. great. But I thought at Cincinnati that made perfect sense. Uh, honestly, I'd rather have seen a Mac coach. And when I was hearing the Mac coaches were kind of, you know, you're hearing Buffalo's, um, sorry, I don't have the names, but Buffalo and Kent State's head coaches were kind of, you know, that was what we were hearing right before Satterfield came out. They were the. Yeah, all weekend it kind of. They uh, were the finalists. Sean, um, Sean Lewis from Kent. Sean Lewis, yeah, was yeah, the lead guy for a while. Um, I I like those hires better because you know Satterfield, everything. Here's the thing. People, he he was on the hot seat. Louisville's probably gonna fire him after this year. No, get me wrong. Now I'm one thing to back him up. He inherited a dumpster fire at yeah. Louisville. People forget that. Bobby but, but it did seem like out. his relation yeah, with the boosters with, alone, it seemed like it got pretty tense. It got tense. Yeah, they were not happy with him. They didn't like him. Um, you know, He had a few years at App, but even at the end of the App, he, the guy can recruit. But even like he's an offensive coach, like people point out, he's really not an X's and O's guy at all. He's not this guy who's going to bring this kind of offense. He's going to have to hire an offensive coordinator. Or I honestly thought even – That's my biggest worry. I would have even been – I'm willing to give him a chance. I'm not let's, – let's see what goes on. But I don't know why it's going to go any better at UC than Louisville because he didn't recruit, cr- recruit well at all in this region. And Louisville's right down the road. So I don't – and that's what Luke Fickle did very well was kind of recruiting – Southwestern Ohio, and I don't want to make it sound bad, but kind of the next level down from Ohio State and the rest of Ohio, and I don't know how he's going to be able to bridge that gap. I was honestly fine. I was hoping Gino Gadulli was going to get the job. I did not want that. You didn't? I no? did not want no, that. That's fair. Uh, I would say the the one the two things I will say about Satterfield is one the, the one thing that I, I always he's bringing a tremendous recruiting class into Louisville. I mean, I'm not saying that or he was. But uh, that's a positive. But I thought they, I thought they oversold, and you kept hearing John Kemp, John Kemp in sentence. I want someone who's done a transition. It, going to the AAC, the Big Twelve is not the same as going from FCS to the FBS. You don't need a guy that 
you know what I'm saying? That's a whole different ballgame. You focus. I think they focused way too much on this this whole transition thing, as if it's like a whirlwind. It is going to be a whirlwind, but it's not the same thing. You're going up a whole division. Yeah. You're not going up a whole division. You're going up against teams that you faced in non-con, and you're, you well, know what I, I mean? I, I, I think I they, they, they should have focused on a high. I thought Dion was the guy. And I think he would have taken less money to go to UC, to be honest with you. I think he took he wanted that much money because he's got a rough time at Boulder, and that's going to be a – I don't yeah, – I, yeah. I, I see decision. him struggling at Boulder. I, but I thought that was a bad decision on his the, part. But. The one thing that worries me most about – well, one of the things that worries me about Satterfield is, one, obviously the last time we got a coach that kind of jumped from place to place, didn't work out. Uh, someone – when he first got the job at Louisville, or like his second year, someone asked him, what, well, what's your favorite thing about Louisville? Like, you know, first – yeah. He talked about how the airport was close by. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Rough. So I, I, I won't have that here, buddy. I'm <laughs> curious about. <laughs> I was just drive all the way to Kentucky. Like I'm curious to see minutes. how he does in the area because once again, he's a he's a North Carolina guy. Um, you know, one of the guys because I, I wasn't super sold on the Toledo and Buffalo guys. The one no, guy that I I would have maybe Jesse Minter I thought was an interesting look. The yeah. defensive coordinator from Michigan, because I, th- oh, yeah. I feel I like he has done a good job there. Yeah. And I think the one thing that you've seen with a lot of these guys, and unless you hire a, an, you know, I mean, Brian Kelly has shown that he pretty much would be successful anywhere. So he could do that. But like, yeah. Jesse Mentor knew, you know, obviously knows the area super well. Son of he former coach, yeah, yeah, you know, assistant sure. coach, even recruits the area at I mean, Michigan. Michigan yeah. yeah. So that probably would have been. The, the big one for me, uh, he does, you know, he's he does recruit well, and I think you've seen that to, to some degree. You know, there are some big teams looking or some big players that are looking to go to UC. And, I, you know, I do see having a guy that understands recruiting at, you know, a high major program, but – I'm just worried that it's going to be a guy that can stall out. I don't think any of the – I wanted to see the investment, I guess is my point. I wanted to see the inv- – I love the Wes Miller hire by Cunningham. That, that would, to me, was a – and we're seeing it right now, right? There's some struggles there, but that, that I think he has a crazy high ceiling, right? Or right. he could flame out. I think what you got with Satterfield is a middle-of-the-road dude. And it sounds to me like you're just looking for some guy – who would get you into the Big 12 for a few years and not embarrass you, but you're not going to win the Big 12, right? What, let's play 500 is, ball in the Big 12. That is and what we're going to fire like. you in five years instead of going big. And not necessarily prime. There were other candidates out there, I thought, again, that had a higher ceiling. You can't tell me you think. I mean, you remember the Big 12. Your idea now at this point should be we're going to play for national titles. Right. To some extent, and to me, that hire is n- that <laughs> hire is just where we don't want to be embarrassed. I don't think it's as bad as a lot of people are making it out to be. I think a lot. I think Satterfield is a lot like a a system QB, an Andy Dalton, yeah. if you will. Yeah. You got to have a lot of the right resources and pieces around you. One of those pieces being bring up a bright spot here is uh, uh, Brian Brown. Uh, the defensive coordinator that is coming with Satterfield from Louisville, one of the few guys, I think it's, yeah, one of only two guys to be on Satterfield's staff all four years at Louisville will be the Bearcats' new defensive coordinator 
in this past year, uh, I mean, they had and they had a rock their first two games. They got rocked, uh, but finished the regular season third in turnovers gained, second in sacks per game, and twelfth in tackles for loss per game in college football. Uh-huh. Uh, finished the yep. year 19th ranked scoring defense, 34th ranked total defense uh, for yards per game. That is five defenders earned all ACC honors, and then of course uh, Yazir Abdullah finished second in ACC Defensive Player of the Year. I like the pieces he's bringing so far, but for a lot of the stuff that you brought up at the end of your argument, Zach, I do worry like it's such a safe hire compared to some of the other splashes you could have made. But I don't think it's this. I, I, I'm not saying it's not going to work out. Yeah. I'm not saying that. We'll find out. No need to panic and slander Cunningham. He's still young enough. You know, it's not like again. Tuberville's different. Tuberville was like sixty-five. Yeah. Now he's our goddamn one of the U.S. senators. Well, and he put in he put zero effort in. Yeah, I think yeah. Satterfield. No. I'm curious to see the recruiting philosophy Satterfield takes because what I was excited with Prime is that oh you could really like with the move to Big Twelve and everything and his national reach and everything and with and some of the city. with some of the companies that you have in Cincinnati that's what I'm NIL. you but really could have was one of the first coaches to really dive that, into yeah, NIL. Yeah, that's also so, I mean, true. That, I mean he's he's kind of a pioneer in that. Yeah, but, yeah. And that was one of the kind of you got tensions, more tensions between the yeah. boosters with Louisville and everything and their whole Adidas and every, all that mess down there. Yeah. I think he'll have some cleaner resources here, some cleaner sure. avenues to yeah. go down with that. And I will say, you know, the Louisville situation, I feel like, has also been a mess, and maybe that was part of the reason why he wanted to get out because if you look at their football program over the last so many years, they've been basketball up and down. Program. But their basketball <clears throat> program right now, you know, basically has Ooh. had – Rick Pitino and the Hookers? Well, they had Rick Pitino. They had Chris Mack, who had, I think, some stuff going on, who's out yeah. of college basketball and yeah. hasn't doesn't have another job right now in college really? basketball. He's on FS1, Even I think. Even John Branham has a job. So, <laughs> uh, you know, they're, what their basketball team is 0-9 right now. Yeah, they're bad. So maybe, you know. I think there was something else going on with the cheerleading squad. Yeah, maybe a TV show, Cincinnati's in a good spot, yeah. especially with, like, I bring up the defensive coordinator because you look at where the Bearcats have been defensively. Look at the foundation that's already there. It's yeah. not like this guy's going to have to build from scratch. No, no, no. I, like I said, I think I just I thought there were some hires out there that would have been sexier to me. Well, and you were. don't have to build from scratch, but you don't want him to, you know, Destroy, but again, I'm a huge fan. I'm, I'm a huge fan of the West Middle hire, so I'm willing to think. And I think John Cunningham, everything he says, he seems like a very, I mean, it's in a good way, a cold-blooded kind of dude. Like he doesn't look at UC as a stepping stone job. I think John Branham, or not John Branham, sorry, John Cunningham wants to build an empire. Yeah, yeah. he seems not genuine. that he can't, but you know what I'm saying. Like homeboy thinks this is like a. So, I don't think anyone's so, ever called him homeboy, but okay. So to to I guess kind of wrap up this this UC, John boy. Looking in, you know, most of the shelf life, I would say, you know, either for moving forward or getting rid of a coach has been about four years for UC. If you look at, I'm the, shocked by the, the pickle. The, we didn't even really get into yeah the, the last shocking stat of that. I thought he was staying after he didn't take the ND job last year. Well, there's some questions whether he got offered some of that stuff. Yeah, he did you see that off. video yeah, with Herbie? He was, apparently, he was pissed off that he didn't get offered the job. Yeah. Her- Herbie, the the montage video, I can't remember if the Bearcats put it out or if it was just some 
thing that got put together, but there was a segment with Kirk Herbstreet, and you know, they, I mean, they go back; they're good friends and everything. Yeah, oh, good, yeah. their families are great friends. Yeah, uh, and I say, yeah, and so, so, well, so yeah. I mean, don't don't take this as just some. Oh, it's just one of the national heads put putting a putting a line out there. He said in the video, there was a moment where he said something along the lines of, "I know last year was such a hard year, or last season was such a hard season for you and your family." I know it's finally come together. Just the way he sp- and some people like were grasping at straws. Uh, they they were like, "Oh well, he's just talking about like this past season." I'm like, "Man, when have you ever heard someone refer to last season as the season nah. that ended three days ago? Yeah. That's still the season. I need the next season to start before yeah. I start calling what, it last yeah. season." Or he wanted it then, was offered it then, couldn't take it because the Bearcats were in the playoff. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. Well, he. Well, I mean, he said as no, much. No, it wasn't a money well, thing. You he, can't leave when your school's in the playoffs. What did he say last year going to the playoffs? When they asked him about jobs, he said, you know, he said something on the – Luke Fickle did something along the same lines. You know, how much are you interviewing or hearing all the noise? And he said, well, you know, I've got time. They don't have time. A.K. I I yeah. I have months. Yeah. They want me to make an answer yeah. now, which right then and there, I know I was still. And then yeah, if the you Wisconsin, it's a great hire for Wisconsin. I think that fits them perfectly. Yeah. But and if you leave at that point, then you become kind of a snake. I just oh, thought. Yeah. He, I just oh, thought. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, yeah. We know who we. Yeah, it would have been the, Brian, it, it Brian been the same, if not worse than that. Family. This um, this makes it not that. No, no, not at all. I just thought he was at least going to take him a year into the Big 12 at that point. Same. But, but, uh, and that's what a lot of people are worried about is that, oh, like maybe he saw the writing on the wall and no, was like, they can't do the it. Wisconsin but I don't think that either. Wisconsin a very perfect hire for It really is. It fits his personality. Because yeah, they, 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 they're, not, they're not a bottom. He's not, he really doesn't rebuild them. They have a lot of talent in Wisconsin. It just Things just fell apart under Paul Christ. And, and the one thing is they're not – you know, Paul Christ had had some down years, and it, they're one of those programs that if you can go – Nine and four, and it, you know, they'll get rid of divisions, I guess. But you can go nine and four Why or something. Would they get rid of, I, I you can, uh, that conversation. but you can, you know, coach there pretty much forever oh, as yeah. long as uh, that's Barry Alvarez. Well, and that's the other thing is going up there. Like, what what else are you really competing with resource wise? Like Nothing. Cincinnati, yeah. you're you're in direct uh, Ohio's super competitive for recruiting amongst and, and nil. Like yeah. uh, you're up. Up Wisconsin NIL alone, that's pretty much that's you going. Yeah, that's that's, that's that's you, buddy. That's all you got. But uh, guys, to finish this up, and if you look at you know pretty much the last since basically since Rick Minter left, uh, you know you're looking at three to five years that every coach has been here. Yeah. Uh, you know we're talking December of 2026. One I mean, is Satterfield here. Two, if he left, why did he leave, or why is he about to leave? And in what state is UC in the Big Twelve right now, Josh? We're sitting here, twenty twenty six, episode number uh, three hundred or something. I don't know. Uh, I don't think UC's made any like, like they definitely haven't made a title run or anything like that. Anything significant? I don't think they've gotten crushed all four seasons. They've probably had one. Blood smattering against the wall like season. West Virginia at that point, where West Virginia's been in there, they've had a couple solid years. And that's what you're trying to avoid. I think I think they're at the tipping point of that in four years. And what I my hope is, and with the way college football is, 
someone else, like, there will be a year where it makes sense to move on, maybe even in two years, when the SEC, when the rest of the major realignment happens, and then there's a bunch of coaches. Because I, I, that's one thing that I think has not been talked about in this conversation. There weren't really a lot of, like, when you think to past years, and, like, there's been a lot of, like, coaching movement, there really weren't a lot of, like, big names out there. And, or, like, yeah. really, no, really, like, weren't. Yeah. oh, like, these guys are going to go quick. Yeah, and yeah. there wasn't, like, that, that hot shot new, you know, new guy. Like, Coastal Carolina, their coach went to Liberty. And there wasn't, I guess, there wasn't really also the big coaching job. You know what I mean? Like, there wasn't Dame, a P.J. No. Fleck out there. Yeah, and there wasn't a, uh, you know, there wasn't a Notre Dame or LSU yeah. or Florida or Ohio, you know, something like that. One of those big national brands that had a job. Urban's opening. just chilling. Yeah, I, oh, but I, yeah, I think I think. It, hey, an alum. You could really? see movement. You could see movement. I wouldn't turn down before twenty twenty six. But uh, Zach, what about you? Where, where do you think the the cats are in twenty twenty six? I hope they're playing for Big Twelve titles. I don't know though. I'm, 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 but I'm open to it. I'm, I'm willing to give them a shot. Well, next year will tell a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, you know, fortunately, once again, going into the Big Twelve is also a big step up. I'm thinking maybe one title game appearance. I don't know if they win or not. I'd be happy with that. Yeah. To be honest. And then I think Satterfield's still here because I think, and I think they have one first round draft pick just because I think he, he recruits very well yeah yeah so i think there'll be a team that once again maybe struggles for a year in the big 12 i don't know how the transition's well, gonna go gonna take, but give them a year yeah but um you know comes along and i think he's gonna do a good enough job to keep his job but i don't know if they're gonna have any of those 11 and 1 12 and 0 years and being in the big 12 also helps but having one of those years where you get an ability to jump from a decent job to a bit, you know, like a, um, like a Dan Mullen who was at an sec job, but then got a chance to jump to a premier Better job at Florida. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think he's going to coach well enough that I, you know, if Ohio state opens or something like that, no if, offense, I just, I'm not going to hire Scott Satterfield. But that's, <laughs> that, no, more. that's what I, that's what I mean though. No, you're right. That, you're that's right. exactly what, what I'm saying, saying is yeah, that they're yeah. not going to hire him, but I mean, yeah. He, UC will be a good enough job that he's not going to jump for a you know job at Baylor he, or Missouri. He can make the job what he wants to but, make it. Yeah. We'll find out. Is it a good job or is it a shitty job for years? It could go either way, to be honest. And oh, yeah. that's up to him. Yeah. Well, transitioning from uh, to talk maybe a little bit more high end college football. Uh, college football playoff was announced since the uh, last time we talked. Ohio State went from the college football playoff to uh, oh, do we are we gonna we're gonna have another beer here? Uh, I, you guys aren't done yet. I'm just gonna get uh, started on this. Go on the hey! All right, guys, you ready for another beer? I'm so ready, Greg. Beer's so good. Ohio beer is so good. I'm ready. Throw it at me. I'm, I, he's almost too excited for me. Uh, guys, my beer comes from, I'm going to be honest, one of probably my three favorite breweries. Name them. Where are your three favorite right now? Uh, 
three favorite. No, right now. Oh. What are they? You don't have three favorite breweries. No. Uh, Brew Kettle in Cleveland. Ah. Urban Artifact in Cincinnati. New Glarus way in Wisconsin. Well, that was way too much thinking, but all right. It's one of Greg's 12 favorite breweries. It's one of my 57 <laughs> favorite right. breweries. It's one uh, of my uh, 74 favorite breweries. That's how many we've done. 74, that's it? Yeah, 74, I know. We've done way too many repeats. Goddamn. Yeah, we've done uh, about 20, 25 or so repeats. 74 breweries, less they, than they uh, have a quarter percent of the time. One of every four shows. Uh, just just a prior loose, beer. loose estimate here. That's about 23, 22, 23 percent of the breweries in Ohio. So we're almost there. <laughs> well, why don't you go on a road trip to Hee Haw, Southeast Ohio? I know. I got to get down there. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Blame it on me. Because they don't sell it over here. I mean, no, you're don't. the one they that's originally from that. I own I own land down Despicable there. Despicable part. I own part. land down there now. Greg, have you been out to the, the old uh, the old church lately for Urban Artifact? Last time I was yeah. at Urban Artifact was for a they had a New Year's Eve bash oh, in yeah. two thousand and I think that was thirteen. Okay, yeah, they they completely redid the basement since. Oh, then. did they? Because yeah. I remember the basement they had skyline down there, but it looked you know it was the old church basement. So like you, it was like the upstairs was all like, mm, 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 yeah, and they had the cool lights. And you walked down, it was all the fluorescent lights, and everybody's like, oh my god, like you know, what I, I used mean? to. It looked like you're in a school cafeteria, and you're like, well, ah. then they used to have like a <laughs> weird stage down there because I remember my my brother had a couple bands that used to play down there. So it used to go from fluorescent lights to completely dark, and yeah. then there would be like. <laughs> It's Much cool too place, loud though. music, but it's very cool. Yeah, they they cool totally redid it. Uh, yeah. Them and Humble Monk are both down oh, yeah. there. Humble Monk, uh, some really good beer. But if if you're a uh, sour guy like mm-hmm. me, Urban Artifact, I love Urban. One Artifact. of the best. Yeah. Um, if it was during the summer, I probably would have brought their their Key Punch, Oof. which is one of my one of my favorite just beers because it's. What, it's sour, which yeah. I love because I, I love all sour beers. But it's one of those that's like just slightly sour to where you can have a couple of them. Yeah. You know, some of those beers, some of the sour beers, you have like two and you're like, I'm soured out. But you can drink those over. You can drink a six pack over, over the course of a day. There's nothing better in the summer than a sour beer. I tell oh, people yeah. all the time, people don't get it. There's something refreshing and just it tastes. Because I was going to say, the, the, the next nice one, cold sour beer if beer. I couldn't find this one, was going to be Mad Tree Shade. Because that's another oh, beer that I, can, awesome. that I can enjoy and drink several of. Yeah. But uh, this is Urban Artifacts Bushel. It's their spiced apple fruit tart. It's got that nice spice. But it's almost kind of got that, like, uh, I mean, that apple cider taste oh, with yeah. a little bit of sour. It's almost like a sour apple cider candy. It's very light and drinkable. I mean, I'm amazed it's even 4.5%, and it's, what, 3.4 pH. So it's one of those things that you get that nice sour kind of pucker, but it's not too sour to the point where you can drink a couple. And I know Urban has a few beers that are, like, high on the out. Like, their gadget's, like, 7-8%. This one's a little bit lighter, which I do enjoy, but... This is a, a favorite of mine in the fall. I like bringing this in the fall. Yeah, I was going to say, any brewery that has, I, I would almost say, perfected sour beers as much as Urban Artifact becomes a, a big, I'm a huge fan of. I'm so. a huge sour beer. Because that's, so. that's pretty much their bread and butter. Like, oh, yeah. certain breweries, you know, have their IPAs, have their, you know, Heartstate has a little bit of the lighter beers. Urban Artifact, half their beers on tap are going to have some sort of 
sour well, and there's a certain you kind of got to buy into the sour or not if you're going to brew that because of obviously it's what it can do to the brewing equipment and everything. Yep. There's a different you got to commit or not. And yeah, they, because there's some like jer- you, you almost got to kind of it, it. It sounds unsanitary, but it's san- you almost kind of have to have it like germ over yeah, to get that sour yeah, flavor. Exactly. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, I can't believe we haven't had an Urban Artifact beer I'm on the sh- show yet. Are you sure we I, have not have an ur- I think Josh. I'm looking. You know, the production on this show sometimes. This isn't even production, man. This is This is exactly production. And this is statistical Production keeping. is R&D as well, sir. So. Oh, okay. You got me there. Uh, but my R&D says we have not done Urban Artifact. If you I'm would like sure to, we've done art. Sure we've and then the, the one interesting thing about because they have the sour, and you mentioned, you know, how it's kind of a different process. They said, do not cellar this because it can actually become German infested. Yeah. If yeah. you allow it to sit for too long. So this was bought earlier today. I made sure. Specifically says it has Been a third, one third of an apple in it and a smidgen of salt, which brings me to beer advocate. Uh, username Sabtos. I mean, look at that color, though. Yeah, and, and I'll give you exactly what he called that color. Faintly foggy straw yellow with a short white head that fizzles out to a sparsely bubbly surface, leaving no head. But I'm saying this is a very, like, a, or not ale, uh, very Pilsner. Golden, yeah, golden gold. soda. I mean, you wouldn't think, if you handed this to me, I said, I want a sour, and you handed this to me, I'd be like, it's not a sour. That's not a sour. Take that back, right? Because yeah, usually your sours are like, Obviously, a lot of times the fruity colors are like yeah, red, they're like a red purple, or a blue or, or yeah. But this guy goes on to echo you though. I mean, overall, it's a preferable autumn flavor to the pumpkin spice overload of the season. Yeah. At least for me, at this point in my life, <laughs> whatever point in the life he's at, four out four out of five. Though. I don't What's know the if name? I What's the name? What's the name? Sabtos. 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 Oh, oh, this man is very old. Like, way older than I would have expected anybody that knows how to use the internet. <laughs> <laughs> really? What do you look like? What? How old are you? What is he, like, 32? I mean, he looks like he's at least 80. Oh, he looks like he's dying in that picture. <laughs> yeah. That's a fancy picture of a dying man at a bar. That's very classy, though. Good for him. Urban Artifact Bushel. Urban Artifact Bushel. Well, hopefully we get a chance to drink some bushels or some Ohio beers on New Year's Eve as the college football playoff goes on. It was announced that uh, the top four seeds, uh, undefeated Georgia, uh, undefeated Michigan. You didn't uh, put undefeated. Yeah. But it's not a save record. You didn't put put alleged top four teams either. 12-1 TCU and 11-1 Ohio State making it to the college football playoff. Uh, Ohio State was the two seed. Uh, Lost to Michigan, and then uh, was able to jump back in due to a USC loss. You didn't say back in. So uh, Ohio State will play Georgia in the late game, the Peach Bowl, 8 p.m. on New Year's Eve. Early game is TCU-Michigan. Could have an Ohio State-Michigan national championship if things break correctly. Don't get me all. Is, is that don't, correct? Don't get me all you say that's like correctly. That. Don't uh, like that. To to take a step back though, would you want that? Would you really want that? <laughs> I would want that so goddamn bad. Well, especially after 
What, re- what? <laughs> what recently <laughs> happened? So uh, if of people course, are like, what would you wish for? You could wish for world peace or Michigan High State national title game. I'd be like, <laughs> Michigan High State national title game. I don't, I don't even care about are world you, peace are, at are, that point. Well, are you sure you want one? Because uh, I'm a in Columbus, sure. we. we we can Ohio get into the nitty gritty of what happened there. Ohio State losing to Michigan, forty-five to twenty-three. Uh, JJ McCarthy, twelve of twenty-four for two hundred and sixty-three yeah, yards. Yeah, let's focus on the twelve for twenty-four. By the way, I, I do. I, well, I do think it is appropriate that he brings that up because I, you did specifically say that that would not happen. That he would be dog shit in that game. and uh, He was. It was just the DBs were even more dog shit. I was going to say. I couldn't predict that. It was a couple of 50-yard touchdowns. Yeah, exactly. What, Donovan Edwards. dog shit. Or, I'm sorry, uh, Cornelius Johnson, four for 162 touchdowns, a long of 75 yards. So, what, 40 yards per catch. (laughs) That is pretty good from what my math tells me. I mean, they he had dudes wide open that I could have fucking hit. Like, I mean, just you could throw them straight up in the air. It was blown coverage. I um, thought the gotta... defense was supposed to be better this year, Zach. Well, he's... I thought you you paid all this money to this Oklahoma State Thank defensive you. Yeah, coordinator. Yeah, we paid two million goddamn dollars, and it wasn't. And you know, it worried me going in when he said. I didn't watch last year. I'm not concerned about Michigan. It's just another game. And I was like, God damn it. You don't. This is John Cooper all over again. You don't get it. That's shocking to hear that an Ohio State coach didn't watch the game from last year. Exactly. They got outcoached. That's all it was. They got outcoached. Uh, Ryan Day, his butthole puckered up. You know, they had what that fourth in that fourth and two. They should have went it as from like the thirty-eight yard line. Is is yeah, it from is, the thirty-eight yard line? Is yeah. the hair as black as the up top? Yeah, exactly. Carpet matches the drapes. No, they they Thanks, co- bud. it was the coaching. It was the coaching. They got out coached. They they coached scared. Um, yeah, I Jim Knowles, I thought I did a great job all year. For some reason, this game, don't know what he did all week. Um, there there were no adjustments whatsoever. Um, I, I know what he wasn't doing. Here's my thing. I'm willing and confident if they met again. I'm this confident because jobs are on the line. People think that's crazy. It's not. I thought it was crazy to call for his head now. But Ryan Day, his no one's getting a John Cooper leash. You're not getting 13 cha- or 16 chances at this to go 2-13-1, which is what John Cooper went. You're not, you don't get that anymore. Um, if they met again, I would be very confident. I mean, I say it's the more talented team, and it was a play calling. The play calling sucks. Ryan Day needs to give up the play calling. He's not going to do it now. You can't do it now. Next year, he needs to give it up because I'm tired of seeing why, why can't you get plays in on time. That was that was shocking to me. Oh, that, he go, oh he's going to the Kevin Stefanski school of that, that, uh, that, play that, college. That's been Love all that. year. That's been all year Love though. That's been all year though. They've done that. They've called timeouts like two minutes into the first quarter. They don't get it. They I guess. Play I guess. Ball. I guess to clarify that statement, I'm surprised that they that that's just one benchmark in the overall. I'm surprised how unprepared it seemed they were for certain situations in that game. Well, and they, they, they didn't throw to Marvin Henderson Jr. Marvin Henderson had 100 yards on six catches, but like they could not stop them. I just would have forced the ball every damn time. They wouldn't throw it. C.J. Stroud just needs to run the ball once in a goddamn while. I'm also tired of him rolling out 
with 40 yards of green grass and just standing there and throws it out of bounds. Run it. My God. And I know he's told not to run. Run it. Yeah, at that point, if when you have, if you have all that room, yeah, you, could, yeah. you can get 10 yards there and was, skip there out of bounds. There were three or four times he could have picked up a first down and kept the drive up. But he, yeah, you can you can skip. I mean, you you even see, not to take it to it, but Jacoby Brissett, not a fast guy, but sometimes you just run, you take the 10 yards, you slide, exactly. or you skip out of bounds. Exactly. Well before anyone touches exactly. you. Exactly. And, I mean, you've got, again, Marvin Harrison Jr., that, that the fourth quarter, like the second half, third quarter, fourth quarter, they didn't go near him at all. On any passing plays. They were passing plays for two walk-ons and um, a tight end. It, 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 you should be going. I don't care if there's three guys on Harrison Jr. Throw the ball to him. I don't even care. That's stupid. That, no, he's the best. He, he got screwed. He should have been the Blitnikoff. Like, he should have won every. Like, I'm very confident if they play Michigan. But here's the big question. They got to play Georgia. I was about to say. There's we're a getting big ahead game. of ourselves. We're way, yeah, ahead, we're of ourselves. way ahead of ourselves. Yeah, here, there's so. a big game Woo-hoo. playing. Uh, you know, one of the two undefeated teams, team that you know ran through the SEC. Obviously, didn't have to play. Whoa, Bama. not Missouri and Kentucky, sir. Wow, they beat. Uh, it's good. They gave up six points to Kentucky. Yeah, but sixteen I, I, to six. Aside of Was Missouri, that the final. Yeah. Yeah. But if you Will win by, if you win by, sir, Will Levis, the future number ten. one pick, according a, a to that, most prognosticators. Aside of, uh, aside of teams that really aren't in the South or the East, yeah, uh, beat everyone pretty handily. Obviously, George is a team that you know, a, as you mentioned, has had a couple of. Uh, Interesting results. Well, they're bored. Uh, they're bored. Yeah, I was gonna say they're bored. Uh, but defending national champions, yeah. uh, playing them in Georgia. Yeah, in their backyard. A, uh, but Ohio State travels. Well, I'm not yeah. really concerned about the crowd noise. That's gonna be a 50-50 yeah. crowd. Ohio State travels better than any school in the uh, country. That's, no, it's proven time and time again. I yeah. mean, that's why. Even yeah, and they do. They. I don't know where all these high state fans have money somehow. I don't know. They all try. It's ridiculous. I'm well, they're also like they're also like the fifth biggest school in the nation. It's like it's like Texas A and M, where they have yeah, you know. But high state high state travels better than anybody. Like people yeah. tell you, I mean, they they could sell the Rose Bowl. But uh, tomorrow, you said they're playing a scrimmage. Georgia, only six and a half point favorites, which I thought was a little bit lower than I would have expected. Yeah, I, I thought it'd be like closer. I thought to like it'd be nine. And I half thought it'd be nine and a half. Yeah, yeah. so. You know, what are your thoughts on this game? I mean, um, are you happy to be in the playoff? Do you think you can keep it close? Or? I mean, you know, I, I saw someone say this. Because a lot of, of people were back and forth, but one guy said, you're dumb if you don't want your team in the playoff. I don't care what they look like the game before. You still got a shot. And, yeah, so, no, I'm happy. Because I, if I'm correct, you were at a college football playoff game. I was. I was I was at the 2016 uh, Fiesta Bowl when they got blanked by uh, Clemson 31 nothing. That was brutal. And it's a question of would you want to kill someone in the Rose Bowl or get blanked in the college football yeah, playoff? Yeah, exactly. No, uh, but not that not Here's that the thing though. First of all, I feel bad for Georgia for being number 1 seed. You got to you got to admit, they got the worst of the two matchups. They should have got TCU, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah. I think they would have wanted TCU. Oh, I'd have no 
doubt they would be. Just like I, I don't have any doubt Michigan will probably take care of TCU. Like, I mean, I, I, I was reading Georgia. I like to read other teams' message boards, and Georgia fans are pissed. They like, are we not the number one seed? Like, why do we got to play? Not and again, Georgia should be favored. I thought they should be favored by more, and I think there's still a much better chance than not that they win. But Georgia's fans' point is, High State is loaded. Talent-wise, I mean, they can stretch the field. They can do the things if they come out and don't play scared and play loose. They can gudge Georgia some problems because the biggest problem Georgia has on defense, and there's very few deficiencies, and I would say their deficiencies aren't even massive deficiencies, but where they struggle, which is like most SEC defenses do, when you can stretch them vertically. And there's one thing Ohio State can do is they can stretch you vertically when they want to. And... um. And I well, I will say just real quick on TCU. You know, if if you don't think that's a better matchup, uh, they pretty much hurt everyone's starting quarterback from like <laughs> Oklahoma through Texas Tech, and since the Kansas game, so what their last eight games, they won one game by more than ten points, and that was against Iowa State, who was like. Three and nine or four yeah. and eight. Every other game was ten points they, or less. They deserve to be in. I'm not. I'm not. They, no, they them. deserve to be in. But I mean, but I mean, no, I agree. That's my that's my point. I think Michigan got the better matchup being the second seed. I just that's the ceiling for Ohio State's greater than what. No one expects TCU to get out of that. Um, expectations though, such a good defense still. Um, I do really respect Stetson Bennett the way he runs that offense. Um. Honestly, the offense is better this year. People keep talking, like saying, "All oh, the defense isn't as good as it was last year." I'm like, "Yeah, but the offense is like twice as good as it was last year." You know what I'm saying? Like, they put up points. They can put up points this year. Last year they couldn't really, so it almost balances out. Um, we'll, we'll wait another week to make some picks, but yeah, it's, it's gonna be a tough, tough matchup for Ohio State for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think if it would have been ten, I, I would have been very interested to take Ohio State because I think it will be probably a one-possession game. Lead but least, uh, yeah. the the shorter line, one, makes me think that Georgia can get it done, but also the line's less than you think, which also, you know, Ohio Ohio State is is surprisingly a pretty good underdog. When you expect them oh, to yeah, make it close, yeah. they're pr- when you expect them to, to win, sometimes they keep it close. When you expect them to lose, they usually Eight bring and out two something. in their last, and that's including a lot of playoff games. Eight and two in their last ten times they've been underdogs, or eight and two. Uh, um, Josh, what are your thoughts? I think Zach brought up a good point in there, talking about how much better their offense is this year. I mean, they just have such firepower on offense that the and same way we were talking about Ohio State a couple months ago. You know, yeah. one of those offenses that can just I think it's put up points at different. will. Different, uh, differently, but and especially I think Ohio State's regressed a little bit from the play calling issues, but I, I just think Georgia, no one's really shown the ability to be able to stop Georgia from just putting up touchdowns Kentucky, at will. Missouri. But even then, you you you, you know no, look know, to look to last year's Georgia team, no, and yeah. they maybe lose those games. Hell, they maybe even lose that game to Kent State, where Kent had them on the ropes. Oh for yeah, a little bit. no. I'm, oh, I'm teasing. Yeah, and that, no. that was that was early season non-con yeah. game, and, and you know, we can talk about last season all we want, but the fact of the matter is, this Georgia Bulldogs offense is, I think, much better 
than last yeah. season's Georgia Bulldogs offense. Uh, I, so, aside, aside of the Clemson game, they put up at least 30 points in every game last season. This year... I mean, even still, like that. I, I'm just saying, this offense is is has that ability to even when they're not, even when maybe they shouldn't we didn't be in ask the game. For research, um, yeah. Even when they maybe shouldn't be in the game, they have the ability on offense to get themselves back in the game. Oh, exactly. I now where I think they do, but where do they? Where do they? Why I think that could play in Ohio State's defensive hands, though, is where do they run their offense through? Tight ends and power runs. Everything's up the middle, right? They don't have extreme depth and athleticism necessarily on the outside. Now, as bad as Ohio State's corner's been, I could probably run by some of them. I'm not saying that it's you need that, but I'm just saying I think that's one area that if Ohio State can yeah. contain it in the middle of the field, I think that that and, could lend itself. Yeah, and I mean, you look at uh, four of – the or sorry, three of the top four receiving targets for Georgia are tight ends or they're running back. Exactly. So I mean, I think that's something. If you're a defensive coordinator, I'm saying you got four or five weeks to plan. You can plan a pretty solid game plan where we're going to keep everything in front and in the middle. Well, and that's what leads to the other side of the coin on my argument. And for really this, what makes I think the spread here and this game just really interesting as a whole when you look at it from a like a book trends standpoint uh this is over the last decade teams averaging at least 35 points per game on the season uh only 445 winning percentage in bowl season hmm. now that's all bowls yeah but yeah still, i was gonna say a that's a lot of like mac teams that put up 50 points a game that's still a pretty good because a lot I think of sorry not Mac teams because they're good. Yeah, but like a lot of Mountain West or Fun Belt or right. uh, you do have CUSA. to take into consideration you you get a couple weeks of camp essentially to prepare for these offenses. Oh yeah. So I think we talk which about how bad that Buckeye is... how bad that Buckeyes defense was in the game. You got a lot of time to fix that and could see a whole other defense. Oh for sure. Uh, so we'll get to our picks in. Uh, Probably, yeah, next week or a couple weeks. But, guys, we got a lot of other bowls to talk to. Uh, we're going to talk about where would you want to go bowling before we get to the end of back in the Fenway Bowl. So you do get to play in one of the most famous baseball stadiums of all time. Really cool. Uh, cool shit. Liberty Toledo, if you're into Cougars, the Boca Bowl. Uh, New Mexico State plays Bowling Green in the Quick Lane Bowl. Shout out to Detroit. And Ohio versus Wyoming in the Barstool Bowl in Tucson, not on regular TV. Uh, that one is on December thirtieth. What, uh, what channel is that on? It's on. It's on. I, I I I don't know if it's on their YouTube. I don't know if it's on some social media, but it's not on regular TV. It's like Barstool Sports. They ruin fucking everything. They sponsor something they can't even get on a goddamn TV, so we watch OU. Get the fuck out of here. So. uh... It is weird. Why can't you just like enter into like like every other sponsor and just I don't just know. get your goddamn fucking thing on? Because the they want to have their own announcers that can uh, like talk about the gambling lines the whole time. Uh, is there nothing worse I hate than bars? If anybody listens to bars to sports, stop listening to my show because I hate you. I'm amazed that they let uh, Big Cat do another national anthem. Like, <laughs> have you seen those? I mean, <laughs> guy just goes out there and fucking like fat belly sings. 
I, I'm amazed someone hasn't come forward and been like, oh, I, so disrespectful. Big Cat's the one I like because he's at least like they're hilarious, but I just liberal can't. and normal. The rest of them are right wing as fucking racist. But anyway, we can talk about that a different episode. Yeah, we, why don't we talk about where, where and when would you want to play a bowl? Because the question is like, yeah. if do you want to get a bowl over early and do you want to get a little vacation? Yes, yes, yes. The Bahamas Bowl, perfect. This Friday, right? Yep, first bowl. <laughs> this Friday, first bowl. First of all, we just go chill in the goddamn Bahamas. Yep, before Christmas. Before Christmas, we get to play a game. We get free swag. We hung out in the Bahamas, and then we get to go home for Christmas and New Year's. Hells, hells yeah! What do you say? That's the fourth. That's the fourth best Mac team gets to go to the Bahamas Bowl. Yeah. That's a pretty yeah, sweet. That's, that's a pretty a, sweet that's deal, a sweet man. Gig. I never want to win a max championship. I always want to go to Bahamas Bowl. We we play for fourth place, fellas, and that's where we're uh, going. See, <laughs> tank only a little bit. Yeah, only, just a little bit. I may be in. I don't know. Maybe the slight minor, but getting a chance to go to somewhere nice and warm, but not have to deal with all the shenanigans of having to go to the Bahamas, which I'm sure with the whole college football team is probably a pain in the ass. No, as a you player, get, I've never done yeah. a play. As a coach, yeah, fuck that. But, uh, yeah, as, as a, a play, player. But you get to play. Imagine getting to play on a Tuesday where no one's going to worry about the game. So if you play like crap, no one's going to care. Exactly. You get to be home for Christmas. Give me the Boca Bowl. Give me the Boca Bowl. No, Boca Raton, I hate Florida. That whole state sucks dick. I don't want to go to Florida. Go to Bahamas. Go further. What about what about you, Josh? Florida is America's old ugly penis. That's what it looks like, and it's gross. I'm kind of with Zach here. Go to the Bahamas. <laughs> uh, Why but would it, you to, not want to go out of the to, country? To, to pick another one, uh, it's hard to pass up. I will say well, for, the, the Fenway Bowl would be cool. I will say. Yeah. I, honestly, I would go Bahamas Bowl. Fenway Bowl. Yeah, because I will say the Fenway Bowl would be cool because even if, I would rather go to Detroit than Boca Raton. I hate Florida. That state sucks. I would never go there. But I will say Again. Fenway maybe because it's one of those things where you only get so many chances to, to play in a place cool. like that. It'd be cool as where, hell. But Boston's a cool city. And I think it I would will, be cool. I will say the one thing that I do like about the Bahamas Bowl and the Fenway Bowl is you just get it out of the way the first That's what weekend. I mean, yeah. Because really I feel like done. unless you're playing in a New Year's uh, six, six bowl, bowl, it doesn't matter. Or the it playoff, does, it doesn't Because I remember, and they might have a bowl that's under a different name, but I always remember like the Wednesday, it was like maybe it was a Tuesday or Thursday, but it was like middle of the week, the first week everybody's back into work. Yeah. There used to be the GoDaddy.com uh, bowl. And it yeah, used to be yeah. like, a Sun Belt versus a Mac team or something. Yeah. It used to be on like January fifth, and I was like, I imagine that. having to practice that. an extra month after the Bahama Bowl, yeah. people, just to play on a Tuesday night where people probably aren't even watching because they're just. Depressed. I will say with the college expansion going to twelve, it's even going to lower bowls. Because remember, remember BCS, right? When the BCS was going on, I mean, I still remember. When Ohio State didn't make it in the top two, right? I mean, those Rose Bowls were fun. Yep. All those other bowl games were still fun because guys played because only the top two got in. It was still kind of like a playoff, right? It was like bragging rights stuff. Now you got well, four teams. Hey, now they've lost more heck, or less. Once heck, you get be, to 12 teams, the rest of the – Heck, even if you go back a couple of years, it was still BCS, but they didn't have the national championship game or it was just a Rose Bowl. It was like – 
Well, if we're number three or number four and we blow out someone yeah. in the national you championship, might get, you, you mean, might be like, able to you get, might a get a USC, right? USC got the yeah, AP you, the one year. Or, yeah, I mean, you that, might that get an possible, AP yeah. or a, like a coach's pull national yeah. championship. I mean, there was still that weird, but now – and I, I'm all for the expansion. I think it's going to be better, but I would like to see them rework the bowl system a little bit, to be honest. You guys are talking about one of a kind. I just, you know – there's nothing you can take less serious than a blue field and fries getting dumped on you at the end of the game. Hey, you went to the Idaho uh, potato I'll, I'll, I'll go out to Boise, but I will say I'm curious. It's got to be like that scene at the these these fourth, fifth place Mac schools. It's like that scene at the end of The Incredibles where he's like, oh, speed up, speed up. <laughs> slow, 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 slow. Okay, a little bit further, a little bit. Go for third, go for third. <laughs> I, uh, then don't, uh, don't take all the way. Be a little good. Tank yeah. a little. The other thing is, I, I wonder if the way some of the bowls have gone have almost maybe lost its luster. Because it's like, you know, you used to play in the Motor City Bowl. And maybe it was the Somebody Motor City Bowl. Or the Tostitos Fiesta Bowl. And now they kind of ruined what the Fiesta Bowl looks like. Now you have the Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl. Is that a real thing? That, that is, is a real is thing. Is that actually a thing? That is... Uh, That's what I'm saying. Here's what I want to see. Here's what I want to see. ABC 3.30 on Saturday, Washington State, Fresno State, in the Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl. I'm taking presented that Guillermo guy hostage you, tonight no, until they change I the name give, of this. Here's what I want. I, I want to see. I want to see. You got the play, the 12-team playoff, right? There's no bowls involved, right? You're in the playoff. That's different. That's separate. Keep the Rose Bowl, Peach Bowl, Orange Bowl... Fiesta Bowl, maybe two more bowls, Cotton Bowl. That's it. So what are you saying then? Have like the, the 10th, 12th, or the, the, the 14th, 15th place teams then that didn't make the playoff play in the Rose Bowl? But how is Have Miami going to play in the Bahamas? Huh? How is Miami going to play in the Bahamas? I want to be done with that shit. No, that's it. That's all that's, that's, all that's there. I mean, I don't think... By having more bowls, it makes it seem dumb as shit. This I was, is stupid. The Jimmy I, Kimmel oh, LA so Bowl fun. is dumb as hell. Oh, no. I love the Jimmy Kimmel. No, that's dumb as hell. No one cares. The a, players don't care. I was just about to say, the the, the more we can get, get rid swag. of bowls, the the better I think it is. That's my sport. point. Keep the original bowls. The playoff has nothing to do with the bowls. That's fine. And then the third, fourth place teams in each conference get to go to one of those cool bowls. That's it. Everybody else suck a dick. I'll never, right. more than I'll never forget listening to Dan Horde uh, and um, Jim Kelly talk about uh, how they if there was a certain scenario this this year where they were talking about perhaps going back to uh, the to, to Dallas. Oh, and I they was were like, say the and ball. they were talking about how nice it was in the press box there for the Cotton Bowl last year, and that there were. I think Reese's or something. Someone was making a big deal about how much like candy and sweets <laughs> there were that you could just go and get, and there was buffets and everything, and it was just so nice and everything. And in the end, one of them, I think it was Dan Hort actually, was like, well, and then there's always the Birmingham Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> All right, nobody there. So that's a great place to end it, but I, I think one more thing. You got the Bahamas Bowl the first Friday. Or you have a Christmas Eve day, night game nope. in Hawaii. No, nope. no one wants to be. No one's been away from their family on Christmas Eve. Get the hell out of here. Long flight. Bahama too. Bowl. Well, it depends. This Friday, Josh and I ready to suit up. We're if, gonna go if, play uh, in it. We're ready to do it. If my, if my, I'm ready to get a free Xbox, whatever it is, twelve now, whatever they got. If going my on. Christmas family involves Zach, send me to the Hawaii Bowl now. <laughs>
guys, what else? Uh, 100th episode here. Thanks for sticking with us, folks, if you're still with us. What are uh, what else are we talking about sports-wise? We still have what, a beer. We, we got our third beer. beer. What, are you, what are we drinking? You you gave us a beer, allegedly. Allegedly. I did. Uh, it's from the... It's actually from the east side of town, even though it's called 50 West. Yeah, they're on the right side of the road if you're it, going it's east. The, uh, it's the one repeat. Uh, it's a beer that we've had on this show that you're that you're bringing back, like it never left. A little coast to coast IPA from Fifty West. Yep, fourth fourth beer we ever reviewed on the show. I wish I, I ah we should have gone back and uh, we should have gone back and listened to that or watched it. I don't even know if we were. No, we, we were, were not. No, yeah. we were not on. We were we were click the go button and go. Yeah, I don't even think. we How were. How long did it take you to? Uh, uh, oh. Do all the editing of those episodes. <laughs> so, well, because so I'm sure you had to listen to like three hours of just fantastic takes by me and just garbage by the guy. To well, my well, right. that's 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 more that's more what it is now. Like back then, it was just we did everything live, just so do it so live. off the just board. Do it live. We should just do that now again. It takes I, there's just there's there it takes a lot of time. It's unfortunate I like editing video and stuff as much as I do. I, it's, it's an obsession. But uh, another obsession of mine is the Coast to Coast IPA from 50 West. And I think I, I find that it is one of the beers out there that is a go-to for so many people, especially for Cincinnati IPA people. It's just one of, yeah. one of the classics, one, <coughs> of the, one of the OGs really in the craft IPA scene. And has such a good. I've always loved it for a top profile. But um, they, they, this is uh, one of the. Yes, I agree. The probably outside of the Ryan guys, who I think is the. I always said Ryan guys or Sierra Nevada as a Chico. Uh, yeah, yeah. Chico, Chico in as myself as Ch- uh, Chico in royalty. In, uh, Chico, California or Sierra Nevada is. But I mean, no, yeah, Sierra Nevada or Ryan guys are kind of your. I think your best. IPAs, but um, what 50 West does with their Coast to Coast IPA is that one beer that's kind of in there, in that mix that... I, I will say 50 West does a very good job of hitting beers right on the style, because I, I, I would say Coast to Coast, like you mentioned, is is a couple down for me on the IPA, but like it's still a very solid one. Their Doom Petal Wheat Beer is probably oh, yeah. one of the, the top wheat beers that I think of in the area. But yeah, I, I mean, you think of Cincinnati IPAs, you think of truth. You think of this beer. You know. You think of psychopathy. psychopathy so yeah. it's kind of those three. Yeah. So it's I. I've always been not that I don't like psychopathy. Uh, you don't. But I've I've always been a. I've, I've He's, just a, per- hater. I've He's pre- a hater. He's a haterade. Boo boo haterade alert. I feel like that was way over the top <laughs> for this. I've just always preferred truth, and I thought about getting truth, but what I think sets coast to coast. But you're false. What? <laughs> <laughs> I think what I've always appreciated about Coast to Coast is it makes an attempt to do uh, various different styles of IPAs Should in I one Should I said IPA. it were dare? But that would have been better <laughs> than... Ah, oh, okay, better. I got you. I got you. Sorry about that. You really dropped the ball. Uh, 
No, it's 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 the, got that like fruity East Coast. Like their description of it is perfect. The the balanced attributes of an East Coast IPA with dank resin characteristics of the West Coast IPA. It's got that fruitiness, but it's also got that piney yeah. hoppiness. No, for it's sure. That's what I'm saying. I mean, when you're talking what we we're talking about, I mean. <laughs> What? If you're talking, sorry, I can't get over his like Uh, false. No, because you're right. Because Ryan Geis is very East Coast, uh, New Englandish at times. IPA, it's very heavy, very strong. You know, if you look at again, my one of my my favorite, probably my favorite brewery, um, Sierra Nevada. You know, obviously that's very West Coast. The fruity, you know, they do a very good job of finding that middle ground, which I think is very difficult. With an IPA, IPA oh, yeah. is very difficult to brew. Well, I feel yeah, like uh, I mean, very... you, have, you have your New England, you have your West Coast, and you just kind of have everything else. Yeah, in and most and people nowadays, those, I feel like m- brew. most breweries, when you're doing an IPA, are setting out to do a very specific type of IPA. Now, yeah. you're either well, yeah. like doing a standard traditional well, American, that's the funny about you're IPA. doing a traditional IPA's West Coast a milkshake. IPA is just a high level anymore, right? Because then you have like these eight to ten subgenres of IPA now. Um, and what they do here is really blend it all together, um, which is very unusual because you get the fruity flavors up front, but then you get that very, um, you know, I mean, you get that kind of hazy New England IPA look, and you get that very nice kind of bitter, you know, New England finish to it, uh, which is it's very different. I mean, I mean, again, I almost bought this. I we would have come with yeah, two. No, we would have come done. with two. I was this close. I had it in my hand and I put it down. I said, "Well, I'm gonna get the other thing." I was literally walking out the door because um, this is probably locally my favorite IPA. It's a good. I think um, it's also. I t- I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. I took a look at Doom Pedal too. So like, yeah. we we all could have gone with Fifty West beers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, Fifty West. Fifty West is a very underrated brewery. We haven't. We've done them a few times. Yeah, but, but I mean, even even from when we did coast to coast, I mean, their their actual location is, I mean, their location is nuts. But they didn't have like the burger joint yeah. that they have then. I don't think no. the chili coffee chili coffee location was open, no, which not. I've been there. Also, unbelievable. But a low key, this is also I think maybe my favorite can we've ever had on because well, they always it's have so a good can. It's it depicts the name of the brewery and the beer. It all fits so well together. They so, they they so have a nicely. great can because it it bring it literally if you go from one end to the other it's the United States right so you got like the Ferris wheel the Capitol you all, know. It's Coney all Island route, all Route fifty Coney Island yeah all the way down to um, Route fifty coast to coast boom the arch in st louis to the rocky mountains to the golden gate bridge i mean it, it's a beautiful can always clean always classic so uh 100 100 beers that we've reviewed on we 100 episodes 100 beers and o- over 100 beers total yeah mm. over 100 beers yeah. i mean we're probably closer to I would say probably 110 or 115, because I think we had about a dozen beers on the one Christmas episode. Yeah, and then another if you count four. all, yeah, of, if you count all of the beers, but yeah, I mean, all Ohio beers, and uh, it's crazy to think that it, that that is only just... It's a drop in the, a drop in the ocean. And, and if, you, if you guys ever have a beer or a brewery that you want us to review, feel free to reach out at 30 Bracket Sports, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're always up to try any different kind of style of beer, you know, any brewery's beer. We're always, you know, we've had anything from 
I mean, obviously, a ton of IPAs. We've had some repeat beers. We've had some tea beers. We've had some oh, pepper. We've had some interesting We've beers. had some uh, cayenne pepper beers. Yeah. We've had some, uh, I mean, obviously, sours, porters. We've had some, like, 3% beer. We've had some, like, 13% beer. Have we ever had a barley wine? I don't think so. We haven't had a barley wine. I, I, uh, we've had we've had some things that I need to drive home. Taste. So. T- if you're af- asking me to go off taste, I think we've come mighty close occasionally. Yeah. But nothing I mean, that is specifically no, classified had, as a barley wine. No, we haven't had a barley We've had, I think we've had double and triple. We've had barrel-aged beers. We've had, I mean, kind of everything across the board. We've had, you know, beers from... Logan and uh, I really, really wanted to count how many counties we oh, hit, but I we've just haven't gotten the chance to. We've had well, South, Logan and, Z- and Southwise. We probably we've had Athens, obviously, because we've, we've Athens, done uh, Jackie O's. Uh, we've had Jackson, whatever county Jackson, Jackson Ohio is in. But Jackson's actually a little bit north. So I mean, it's like southeast wise, south is probably Athens. Eighteen twenty uh, Brew Works. Uh, uh, what that's up in uh, what like that's in Delph- Salina. Delphus Salina. No, it's, just, it's in Salida, which is I or no, Salida. it's in Kaleida. Kaleida, yeah, that's Kaleida. what it is. Yeah. And um, then our favorite place, of course, we've up only on had that one corner, Toledo Catawba. Beer. I think we've. we've We've had a Catawba. Yeah, yeah. we've had one Toledo beer, but uh, Mommy Bay. Mommy Bay. We've done them. If you uh, have not been to Catawba Island, Island, by the way, uh, that's my favorite brewery I've been to, I think, anywhere in the country. I've been to. I believe that was. I've honestly been to more breweries in the country. I believe that was. breweries around the country. Not a ton. I'm not some expert. I'm not saying that there are not many other beautiful ones. Um. But I've been to ones all across the country. Um, but uh, I you believe- guys have been a lot more to the ones in Ohio. But I've been to out west and everything. My favorite brewery, though, I've ever been to is Catawba Island. If you've not been up there, go. It's beautiful. It's like this very uh, Fort Clinton, Ottawa County. It's a very um, how do you want to explain it? Almost, it's, it's almost like a castle. It's very campy. that they bit that they built, and then they own like. 30, 40 acres, and it's all, like, mowed down. They have this huge outdoor area, and it's surrounded by woods. And it's in the summer, it's very beautiful. Um, so and Zach, they have Catawba but, Island, Greg, favorite brewery along the way? Oh. Um, that you've been to. Yeah, I, I would probably have to say um, mine's going to go up to, to Cuyahoga. Well, as far as, like, pr- like beer – or as far as like just pretty, the br- just, just the brewery, just, just the atmosphere, the the, the brewery, vibes. All the overall, you, yeah, the vibe, beer vibes. I mean, yeah, beer counts, but not not. It's not a huge, not a make or break. It, yeah, I will say eight. Uh, not as my favorite, but eighteen twenty brewery works was a very interesting one because yeah. it was once again you were driving on, you know, Street J and yeah. Street Twelve, yeah. and then all of a sudden there was a small city and there was a, a wonderful like I was. As far as breweries that I went in with low expectations and was unbelievably impressed, yeah, eighteen twenty breweries. It is the weirdest. Blows have you guys been to Catawba? No, no. Oh, go if you guys go to Catawba. It looks like out of a storybook. If there was a brewery, Kaleidos is the exact opposite. I, You're just driving like on yeah. Like <laughs> but I'm just saying like street X Y Z. There's like this literally. beautiful stone building, and they have a huge outdoor, and it's in the woods, and it's the lakes right there lake erie it's beautiful 
Yeah, um, I would probably say some of the. So, I mean, obviously, Urban is very cool. Like it's that old church feel. Urban artifacts, cool, and yeah. I, I will say, uh, Municipal is an old firehouse in Old Hamilton, and uh, I've done a few. You know, uh, Butler County uh, Homebrewers Association is there. I've done Big Brew Day there. They have a lot of really cool areas. Uh, what was the one I will say that I think is is. I think I just happened to go at the right time during the middle of the summer. Uh, they've completely redone the flats in Cleveland. Oh, yeah. Uh, Collision yeah. Bend Brewery is right on the river. Yeah. And seeing the boats go through, sitting on the back, the beer's really good. You can walk to any of the stadiums from there. Yeah. I think it's it's a really fun place to go to. So, uh, huge fan of Collision Bend up it's in, really in Cuyahoga up County. Yeah. Uh, Mine, I mean, I think I'm contractually obligated to mention uh, March, nope, March nope, 1st and 13 <laughs> below. What about Wooly Pig? I was just about, yeah, that's where I, 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 I figured he was going Yeah, Wooly Pig yeah. in our favorite census-designated place in Ohio, Fresno, Wooly Pig. It's got to be Wooly Pig for I me. I want to do one quick shout-out on breweries. This is uh, Heavy Metal. Uh, Rebel Metal. Rebel, 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 Rebel Metal. Rebel Metal. I will they say. They closed up. They had great beer. We, we had a couple. Uh, they had a very cool location. They had too. a cool location. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And since I, unfortunately, it was in the worst part of downtown that you could pick. It was a cool location, though. We did, we uh, had a couple meetings, uh, show meetings there. Um, but unfortunately, yeah. they, they closed down. Yeah, that was a spot um, for us for a while. But you know what there, I yeah. did see, though? And I don't know if it's just been left over, but. Uh, when I went to pick up my beer, they had they still had Rebel Metal. Yeah, I still beer. see some so Rebel, me- Rebel Metal out. Yeah, I think they might be still canning, but the uh, the brewery location was kind of in a the one dead spot of downtown. Yeah, that the, was. the the one other place that I will say that I want to give a shout out to, uh, it wasn't there when I was there, but uh, one of my favorite places in Ohio that I, I'm sure I brought up on the on the podcast a couple times. Uh, Knox County's finest, Mount Vernon, Ohio, <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Stein Brewing Company. Ooh. I've been, uh, unfortunately, they were here. Uh, I didn't cross paths with them, but uh, downtown uh, Mount Vernon is a very interesting place. They still have the old brick roads and whatnot. It's a very cool little town if you happen to have to drive through there. And uh, I know some people that have been to Stein Brewing Company, and it's it's one of the places on my Ohio brewery bucket list to, to make my way through at some point. Nice. Yeah, you did bring up. I, I did want to give a shout out to uh, some fallen breweries that we have lost since we first started 30 Rack. And you brought up Rebel Metal, which closed this past year. Uh, and then also Rivertown, which was, I, qu- quite honestly, I think the first craft brewery in. Cincinnati Dayton area up in Middletown. I mean, it was really? one of the very first ones to open, and they closed this year. But another brewery that we have had on the show before, and I think we all agreed this was one of our favorite beers we ever had. The Pink Ribbon Girls, yeah. uh, Molar Brew Barn, uh, has recently opened at that old location that Rivertown Brewing was in, and uh, I think uh, that's a uh, Monroe Middletown. Yeah, area. that's Monroe. They had really good like barbecue and cornbread there too. It's unbelievable. Yeah, good spot, but a pioneer, a pioneer really in the industry. But uh, thank, thankfully, those are the only two. Well, thank goodness. Hopefully, we can get uh, a bunch more Ohio beers here in the next uh, 100 episodes if we make it, if the Beatles don't break up in the next 100 episodes. 
So let's hope Yoko Ono doesn't make her way through. Yoko over here. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for listening to the special 100th edition of 30 Racket Sports. We're going to end the show, as we always do, with a slight burp from Josh. <laughs> a shout-out to our breweries, Heart State Brewing, Urban Artifact Brewing, and uh, 50 West Brewing. Uh, we also want to thank all the listeners of 30 Racket Sports. If you're a 100-episode listener, please give us a shout-out. Thank you so much. Uh, we're going to finish off as we always do with our personal shout outs. Zach, who are you shouting out? Shout out nobody in Ohio, but I think we're all shocked this weekend. Uh, hmm. The great character of college football, Mike Leach. Uh, the pirate. Shockingly uh, passed away today um, at the age of 61. You know, I don't know if you were fans. I know some people hated him. Some people liked him, but the the king of the air raid offense. Um, I I loved him because he was honest. He was and weird. He was weird, but he was also very intelligent at the same time. He was just a weird cat. Um, not really a football guy either. No, he what? He didn't play college football. He played rugby in college. Uh, funnily enough, but uh, just he was a different cat in life and and personality. And um, you know, it's just always sad when you hear this. Like that, I mean, yeah, it was basically a couple of went, days ago, went into cardiac arrest, yeah, and then um, yeah. So you know, I respect what he did. He changed. I mean, look at the guys who are in his coaching tree are all head coaches now. It's kind of crazy. So, uh, to Mike Leach, I pour one out for you, fella. You were uh, you were always a wild ride. Yeah, shout out to Coach Leach. I mean, a guy that once again, yeah, you look at his coaching tree, and it's anywhere from. Lincoln Riley, Sonny Cliff Dykes. Kingsbury, Sonny Dykes, Dave Aranda at yeah, Baylor. Dave Aranda, I mean, yeah. basically, you look at the Southwest and then all the coaches that have kind of come from there, and a lot of them were at some point cross paths with with Dave or with uh, Mike Leach. Um, my shout out also goes to some head coaches, uh, some former Cincinnati head coaches actually to to keep it in Cincinnati. Um, two coaches formerly at the University of Cincinnati. One, I guess, technically is an interim head coach, but uh, Saturday night after the Crosstown shootout was a meeting of uh, former UC head coaches, uh, West Virginia and Bob Huggins hosted uh, UAB and Andy Kennedy, both at their both back at their alma maters uh, Saturday. West Virginia uh, beating a. Uh, very good, and uh, in some cases speculated as being the team to come out of the Conference USA. Uh, UAB team, 81-70. to 70. Uh, Just shout-out to those two guys. It's, it's fun to see them coach again. Uh, you know, Andy was a longtime assistant for Bob Huggins when he was at Cincinnati. He took the interim job, coached UC, I believe, in the 05-06 season where they were cruelly left out of the tournament uh, right after Huggins was fired. So cool to see some guys. I mean, t- you could tell a million stories about Bob Huggins and Andy Kennedy at UC, oh, but yeah. it, it it was just a game that that I tuned into for a little bit just to get the nostalgia. Uh, you know, obviously have a soft spot for Bobby H- Huggins and and well, Andy. So you know, fun to see both of them. I want to point out uh, Xavier played West Virginia. Was that a week ago? 
Yeah, they about a week ago. catch uh, Huggy Bear's uh, comments on Xavier. I got nothing good to say about him. Yes. Still always a bear cat. I love I loved that comment. That was fun. That was good. Yeah. Uh, my shout outs are uh, one to anyone that is a 100 episode listener. You're a fucking champion uh, for listening to us for Better than 100 Zach episodes. And I. Uh, Although I did listen we had to, to li- you had to listen to Josh for 100. <laughs> you had to listen to all three of us, let's be honest. Uh, second shout-out is to Shannon Sharp, a Hall of Fame football player who won three Super Bowls. If you know, you know on that one. Uh, third shout-out is going... I don't know. Uh, Skip Bayless just totally disregarded his... I mean, I've seen a lot of like viral Skip Bayless debate videos yeah, over the Skip years. Skip Bayless is a shit. This one is the worst one I've ever seen. What did he do to Shannon? Completely disregarded his... Basically, Shannon was like, Tom Brady has been playing bad this year, which is a... F- a, a fact. A, a fact. So uh, is Aaron yeah, Rogers. he lost to so the Browns. So is Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. They both have been playing yeah. like shit. Yeah. yeah, and basically Skip didn't want to hear that. And basically, not basically, I mean, he flat out dismissed Shannon's three Super Bowls and MVPs and told him none of that mattered and that he was just jealous because Shannon had to retire and hang it up at 35 when Brady's still doing it at 45. Ooh. Just unbe- I would have come across yeah. the table and broken him he, in he half. Did, he did take his glasses off, and I thought, I mean, he, he was What does Ernestine think about that? He was within his right. Uh, third and final, have to give, have to have an obscure uh, sports moment on the 100th episode since we didn't get to women's cricket. Uh, I'm gonna give a shout out to the number one football team in the state of Colorado. That would not be the three and ten Denver Broncos, nor the one and eleven Colorado Buffaloes, nor the three and nine Colorado State Rams, nor the nine and three Air Force Falcons. No, no, no. I'm talking about. The old diggers. The Colorado School of Mines. What? The Colorado... I don't, I don't mind you bringing that up. The Colorado School of Mines is 12-2. and two. I think even... I, th- I think they're better than that, actually, when you count... I'm not sure how their playoff works. They're in the Rocky, Rocky Mountain Valley Conference or something like that. Is that NCAA or NAI? That's, that's, N- that's NCAA Division Two. And they will be playing for their first national championship game uh, against Ferris State on uh, December December seventeenth. Should be able to get out of that keg of nails bowl and turn this uh, turn this barn burner on. Colorado State of Mines. No. Uh, School of Mines. State of Mines. So so just shout because, out Jay Z. So just because we didn't get to it, I uh, also want to give a shout out to uh, Beth Mooney and Alyssa McGrath, uh, set an Australia women's. T20 record, uh, 158 runs in one wicket. Uh, unfortunately, Australia in their tour of India blah, blah, blah. lost to the India women in the uh, Super Over in uh, 2020 cricket. Gibberish, gibberish, gibberish. <laughs> so I want to give a shout-out to uh, all the listeners of 30 Racket Sports, all the wonderful Ohio breweries that have... Uh, graced us and uh, let us enjoy their beers during 100 episodes for Zach on the opinions good bad or otherwise mostly bad see ya for Josh on the ones twos and B minus effort happy holidays I'm Greg thank you so much for listening to 30 Rack of Sports you guys are welcome